When I say love, you say, exactly. It's complicated, right? Today's episode, we discuss love and what it looks like when it's unrequited, when it's unwelcomed, when you think it's unwarranted. What happens when you're the object of someone else's love that you don't think you deserve? What happens when you're ready to give love and they're not ready to give it? All these things and more we discuss on today's episode. I'm joined by Jordan Allen, a very talented actor, also my cousin uh, from L.A. And we kind of go into it. What I thought was going to be a real simple, like, men are trash type of conversation actually turned out to be hella good. So I hope you enjoy and I hope you share your thoughts with me. You're listening to When I Say. Hello, hello. Well, hello, girl. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Excellent. I'm doing excellent. Thank you for joining. Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored. Oh, of course. Oh, I'm, I'm the one who's honored, darling. I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs> um, so first question, who are you? Who am I? Girl, that is the age-old question. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, my name is Jordan Allen. I'm an actor, singer, writer, live in Los Angeles, and uh, I'm your cousin. <laughs> That's true, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we recently got to, you know, hang on L.A., where the weather is crazy, and we both kind of got, we got hit on by the same person at the same time, and it was kind of Oh, confusing. my god. <laughs> <laughs> That was ridiculous. I was like, oh, yeah, welcome to LA. This is <laughs> It was like literally you know, like my first 30 minutes there. And it was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> well, All right. That's pretty much LA. So here we are. <laughs> so while we're on the topic of getting heading on and love mm. and whatever, uh, today's poem is po- called Pagan. Mm. And I'm not going to explain the title. But okay, I have I'm, questions because I have questions. I will get into the poem. And <laughs> here we go. <clears throat> he told me, I think I am falling in love with you. And I knew it wasn't true. It wasn't real. I wanted to choose my words carefully to encourage him to reconsider to reevaluate his decision like we were conducting some sort of business. I smiled, eyes outlining his lips. I know his care is too young and my spirit too broken, but I didn't want to forget their shape. That night we pillow talked about our biggest fears. I took his a bit further, faced him and explained. I don't fear some future husband will wake up and stop loving me, no. I fear I'll wake up to him beside me that he'll smile at my crow's feet in morning breath, and I'll be enough for him. I fear that I'll go disgusted and create distance and dismiss his earnest affection as deception. And when I raise the question to him, why do you love me? He'll have the perfect answer, one that even I, with all of my words of poetry, couldn't conceive. And I'll resent him for it. Because loving me ain't easy, and there's no way he's better at it than me. I've had many more years to practice, and even I fail most days. He looked surprised, yet dismissive, like I'd formed these words accidentally, like I hadn't known my own heart. He gently slid his fingers down my back and told me I should give us a chance. A chance for what? I rested my head on his chest. For us to fall apart? 
girl. I it. I feel. Oh, hold on. We have sirens in the background. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> I feel like I could have written this myself. <laughs> like this is so close to to so many feelings that I have. So hearing this is just like, oh my good. Did you hijack my brain for like a quick minute? <laughs> and are we the same person? Because. <laughs> Well, we it's are like, family, so maybe we just cope the same yeah, way. Yeah, maybe, maybe, because this is hitting me in all of the feels. So walk me through some of the feels. What were, like, what's the first, I don't I mean, know, first the, the first thing is because you don't expect it to go, like, w- with an opening line of, he told me, I think I'm falling in love with you. You know, the next thing is, like, okay, it's going to be, like, a a cute little love story and it's like no 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 I knew it wasn't true and it wasn't real and I I can so relate to that kind of feeling of just like you know someone says something and, and while their intentions and while they're they're uh well that might be real for them it's not true to you and who you are and so recognizing that there's there's like such a sadness there of being like oh even though this is genuine for them you know coming from them it's genuine I feel like you know they believe everything that they're saying, but it's not you and it doesn't vibe with you. And you know that it's not the kind of love that you need. Um, and so to have that verbalized in this poem is just, ugh, it's, it's catching me. <laughs> yeah, that's what's crazy is um, this is an actual conversation that happened. Mm. Uh, the <laughs> Like literally all these, maybe not in the exact same moment, but the, him mm-hmm. telling me, you know, he's falling in love with me, me maybe a week later being like, what you what you want? You want us to just fall apart? Like, what's the point mm-hmm. of all this? And then confessing, like, my real fear about maybe an inability to be loved or maybe not understanding what his love means. And maybe it was like, I'm still, <laughs> I wrote this thing and I'm still processing it. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> it's more like, I couldn't take him for where for where he was coming from because I didn't see it. Yeah. And him being like, oh, I love these things about you. And me not, you know, being able to align. Yeah. Well, I mean, because it sounds like that's that's just not where you were, you know, in that moment. And like, I feel like maybe in another moment, if he used those words and you'd be more readily able to receive them. Um, but you know, like we, the, what's that, that saying, we accept the love we, we think we deserve. So if we can't, mm. you know, come to terms with that within ourselves, hearing it from yeah. someone else, it's not going to align with us because we haven't yet felt that love or that acceptance or whatever, I feel like for ourselves. And so I feel, um, so one of the lines you said, he, let's see, hold on. And I don't know if this is referring to like actual age or just emotional age where his, his love is too young. Um, <sighs> saying his love is too young for you because that's a, especially as a creative person, you know, we're always called like old souls, you know, like, Oh, you've been here before kind of thing. So then when somebody comes along and with this kind of young love, you're like, Oh, this is cute. But like, I don't think, (laughs) you know, like, I don't think you're ready for the thunderstorms and the hurricanes that are inside of me. (laughs) Um, So I can totally, you know, relate to that. So I think it's probably a, a bit of both, you know, like, yes, maybe like you weren't in, in that space yet to receive that, that love for him to take him from where he's at. But if you're not in that space, you're not in that space. And I think as a creative person, I think that's, at least in my experience, that's kind of been the majority of, 
of relationships, people just not being in the same space and not kind of understanding like the depth of, of the compassion, the depth of the love, like this young love, this cute little, oh, you know, cupcake and on the phone, like that's just, that won't do, you know, it's like, that's just not enough. So I don't know. I feel like it could be like a mixture of both. It, it was, it, he was actually younger than me age wise. Mm-hmm. And exactly what you said about uh, just the way he approached love, the way he was willing to go a hundred percent in without worrying about the consequences. Just, he was, he was like, Let's, you know, I mean, there was a point where he was like, I'm going to bet it all on you. I want to <laughs> like, oh. you're the one. And I was like, Oh, I don't want that pressure. I don't <laughs> want it. <laughs> And that this is coming from someone who wants to get married, who wants to have the whole white picket fence, two point five children, like them, you know, the dream. Yeah. I want that. And then maybe a it just wasn't with him, yeah. but b I'm I'm concerned that like when I get to the point where it could become a reality, am I going to be too afraid to actually you know do it to actually. Make- they call it falling in love for a reason. Yeah. I'm too afraid. It takes to, like, a little bit of faith. Take some faith. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm telling you, I feel like we are the same person on this subject because I feel the same way. But on the other hand of that, like, think about it. You could, if we really wanted to, right this moment, we could go out and find somebody and settle and, and have that white picket fence with 2.5 children. And, you know, like, it, that could happen. But because the like the love that you have for people and the compassion and, and that type of love that you're looking for is so deep and so rich, that just won't pass, you know? So you're not mm. going to settle for, okay, you know, I could, because like, we really could. If we really, really wanted to, we could go out on a date, find somebody real quick, scoop them up, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but that's not, but for what though? Like, I want love to be this like earth shattering thing I don't want it to just be okay I'm just settling because this is what I'm supposed to do or I'm supposed to feel these things because someone said these nice words to me and I think that at least in my experience that's come out of a kind of a people-pleasing attitude of oh this person likes me so I owe it to them to try to like them back or you know like all of these different things and it's like but that's so counterproductive to to being you and to evolving because you want someone to, to, to love you for all of your things, all of your darkness, all of your light, all of these different things. And not, not this idealized version of who they think you are. And I feel like with this, the the whole young love situation, um, I think that's what resonated the most with me. It's that there's this ideal of who people think we are. And then we try to live up to that ideal. Like, Oh, am I being this person that they want to love? But no, I, the real thing is, am I just being me? And does this person just love me being me? Not this idea of who I am, not this, you know, caricature of, oh, this is the person. Because real love is going to be messy. You know, they're not going to, mm. you know, I, I I mean, I don't think I've ever really been full on madly in love. I think I've loved people, but I've never, my, like my world has never stopped. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's mm. what happens. And I feel like if it's anything less than that, I'm not going to settle. I'll just be single and watch my Netflix and order my pizza. You know, like, <laughs> less than magical. I don't want it. 
Okay, so I have like a thousand questions and a thousand directions I want to go from that. But well, I want just like your first point. Like tangent, sorry. No, it was so good. It was perfect. Your first point, I went point by point. Uh, <laughs> your first point about, um, I, well, from my perspective, this is a recent phenomenon to me. I realized this when I was living in New Orleans and I was like trying to date and I realized I was working really hard to make sure that they liked me mm. and I wasn't even sure that I actually even liked them. Mm. And like my preference was so far on the background, on the like back burner, like what you said, like, oh, they're interested in me. Let me make sure I'm the person that they're interested in. And then slowly, one person in particular um, made me just like come out of my shell and be like, hold up, I don't even, what am I even doing? I'm not interested in any of this tomfoolery. So why am I working so hard (laughs) to like make this person want me? Yeah. Um, when I'm not sure I want this person and that really kind of shifted my whole worldview of like the purpose of dating yeah it's not just to be liked but it really is to like pull that from the other person do I like that other person Mm -hmm. and I always thought this was just like a woman phenomenon where we really kind of um we're like taught to present ourselves to be desirable to be the catch and Mm. we put our own desires on the back burner a lot but I guess that obviously I'm talking to a man. <laughs> obviously that's I, for everyone. I I mean, I feel like, I feel like it is to some degree for everyone. I think society kind of just places more of that onus on women. Um, mm. But for, I mean, for me personally, like growing up a gay black man, like I had to be, I had to work really hard to be desirable. I feel like. Um, mm. And so I had to overcome all of these ideals of okay what it means to be black what it means to be a man what it means to be a gay man all of these things and so you try to fit yourself into these molds and I can only imagine the the uh the story for black women because that that's a whole other you know like the you have to fit into these ideas and these ideals that people want of you and we put so much of our value in those ideas that if we don't reach them then, then we just assume that we're just not desirable or that we are not lovable. Oh Things about us, you know, aren't acceptable and they completely are. We've just been told differently. Um, and so I feel like having to do that, you lose a bit of yourself because you're always constantly trying to be like, like you said, like, does this person like me? Okay, did I say the right thing? Did I do this, that, and the third? And for me, per- like, I just feel like real love, like, you should just be able to be you, warts and all, you know, attitude and all, <laughs> uh, you on your worst day, and that person's still gonna look at you and be like, you know what, I can't stand your ass right now, but I love you, <laughs> you know, like, that's, I just feel like that's gotta exist, and I know that it does, you know, so if it's, if it's anything but that, it's just kind of like, well, then what for? I'm staying up. Dude, I'm gonna say a sentence because what you just said is fine. I'm gonna say a sentence that actually really hurts my feelings, but I gotta say it anyways. Mm. I think on your point about you know women kind of fitting into these molds mm. in order to be desirable, when for me personally, I felt like my personality in its truest form is such the antithesis of what a woman is supposed to be that a mm. part of me feels like I will never be the desired one because I can. I don't think I could fit that mold. And I've been trying and I've been fighting in my whole life, but then it's, it's like you said, chipping away a part of yourself. I think, thank God I've been so kind of tunnel vision in like my career and focus on other things that I've just been developing myself in the way that I thought was like, okay for myself. In the back of my head, I was like, yeah, I'll find someone who finds me. Okay. Someone who will like love me for me. And the 
clock keeps ticking. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, Girl, well, shit. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, shit, maybe, you know, maybe I won't. And that's, that's why I said it's sad. That sentence is really sad. <laughs> but, but see, I, it's and, true. I wanted to be honest. And, yeah, and and we have to be like that's that's the whole thing is we have to to be honest with the things we're feeling and be honest with the stories that we're telling ourselves because if we can't you know be real with with ourselves at the end of the day you know we can't expect other people to be real with us. Um, and I and I totally understand that that kind of feeling. You know, I'm tw- I'm turning 29 next in two months. Um, Are you? Yeah, I'm turning 29 oh, in two shit. months. So. I'm approaching, I'm approaching 30. Um, I just turned 30 yesterday, I so uh, <laughs> you can't tell me that. Yes. <laughs> okay. No. okay. Um, <laughs> and so, and I, I hear that the whole, oh, the clock is taking this, that, and the third. But my my biggest thing is is at the end of the day, if let's just say, and I hope to God that this isn't the case, because I would love to fall in love and have a family and all of these things. Um but if the difference is, okay, either we settle for a love that, that we know we deserve better than, you know what I mean? Mm. Either we do that just for the sake of saying, oh, I have somebody. Or mm. you surround yourself with your art and your family, like your, your created family, you know, like mm. your friends and the people that inspire you and people that give you life. Because love is so much more than just, you know, oh, I have somebody who calls me Bay. I have a man crush Monday, you know, like, <laughs> so if that's the, if that's the difference, I would rather honestly surround myself with those people than to settle for something that's, that's less than what I feel is, is what love should be. I, I have a great, um, uh, my, my mom and dad, sorry, my mom's parents, my grandma and grandpa, Mary and Lyle, they were in an interracial couple in the 1960s, had six kids fought in the civil rights movement. Like their their stories are incredible. And we were there in the room when my grandfather passed away and watching my grandmother have to let go of this person who, and, and like their marriage wasn't, you know, all sunshine and rainbows. They had their struggles and they had their fights. And, and I'm, I don't even know the half of what happened, but all, all said and done, they survived all of that. And the love that they had for each other, there's just such this vision for me of if it's less than that, it's not worth my time. Mm. Because I want to be on my deathbed with the love of my life by my side and surrounded by family and know that this person got me and this person understood and not have to, you know, fit some type of idea of something because that's not me and I'm going to disappoint you. You know, I'm not going to live up Mm. to the idea that you have of me. I'm going to be me and either that's enough or it's not. So... And that, that's something that I'm coming to terms with, you know, growing older, as you say, the clock is ticking. Um, and, you know, <laughs> I, I, a lot of my friends are in wonderful, beautiful relationships. One of my best friends is getting married in September. I'm officiating their wedding and oh. I'm so happy for them. And I'm so glad that they found that. And so to see that anything else is just, it's gray. You know, I can't, I, I'll be all right, you know, with my art and with my created family and with my mm-hmm. birth family and all of these things, I, I'll be okay until, until that happens. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. I mean, there's no, like I said, it's scary and it's sad and it's a possibility. That's a very real possibility, but anything less than, than that, it's just for what? I, I hear you. 
I totally hear you, right? <laughs> and I don't mean, when I say the talk, clock is ticking, I don't mean some biological drive. That's that's not it. I feel like it's um like when you're picking teams for dodgeball and you're mm. waiting in the row and everyone's like, I'm going to take, take that person. Oh, and you're the last one picked. Girl. Right. You're just like, who's left? <laughs> that's how well, I kind of I was the last one picked. I understand. <laughs> so like middle school trauma is still seeping oh. in my life? No. <laughs> oh, girl. <laughs> No, it's, it's a very thing. I was at a wedding of such a beautiful wedding last May, like, like a month ago. And I mean, like the couple was just perfect for each other and the family and the wedding was like, so them and it was great. And I found myself, you know, halfway through the reception on my phone, texting anyone I could think of, <laughs> being mm. like, what okay. you doing? How you, you, you know, up? that kind of. Sending <laughs> you, you up text. Right. And I was just like, okay, <laughs> that's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid that because, um, you know, the dodgeball line is getting shorter or years are going by and it's harder to f- maybe, I don't know where they are, where mm-hmm. the, the men, the single men out there, whatever. Where I'm afraid they? that I'm willing to sacrifice my Disney kiss and their fireworks moment for something else. Mm. And I also think there is value in, even if it's not perfect at the inception, building a relationship that can give you that Disney sparks, fireworks kind of thing. So I don't know. Absolutely. I, I feel that too, because like you said, there's, because life isn't a fairy tale, you know, like all of these couples that we see that are happy and in love, like it's not just all sunshine and rainbows and glitter and kisses, you know, like there's, there's heartache that goes in that there's compromises that happen. There are things that you have to, you know, kind of work through to reach that. Um, But I think speaking to, to what I was hearing in the poem, if somebody doesn't get you on just a level, that's just, I have to know that you know me, you know, like I have to know that you Mm -hmm. get me, that you understand my madness and my craziness and my you know like I have to know that you get that and if I don't get that feeling from you if that love is too young you know if you're willing to jump <laughs> headlong and head first without asking any kind of questions I have questions <laughs> I have questions because then are then exactly because then are you are you actually loving me or are you loving the idea and I think that's mm-hmm. my biggest thing is fighting with this idea and I didn't realize this about myself until within the last like few years um a lot of people have an idea of who I am and I've heard this from mm-hmm. you know friends and it's not all the time like actually me it's the just this persona or this idea and I don't know how that comes about but just recognizing that that's a thing and then knowing and taking that into account when you're dating, it's like, okay, am I really being my truest self here? Am I showing this person who I am to give them the opportunity to really love me and not this? That's fair. That's, that's I mean, yeah, there definitely is some some burden on on my side, um, some onus on my side because, yeah, I can't simultaneously blame the guy for only loving this facade if that is the only thing I'm giving him. Mm. Like, I can't be like, oh, this is, you know, I can't give him fakeness and then be mad at him for loving the fakeness. So Mm. learning to be a okay with myself enough to be present myself um, in like the truest form is something that I'm absolutely working on. And uh, And I think the way we do that is, is through our art, through those things that are like 
the things that wake you up in the morning because then you become more yourself, you know, like that's, mm. that's this, the time that I'm spending. My last relationship was maybe two and a half years ago, mm-hmm. maybe three years ago, maybe coming up on three girl. Um, <laughs> and I've spent this time just really getting to understand, okay, really, who am I? Because I was tired of telling a story. I was tired Ooh. of being somebody that I wasn't and then being surprised when people didn't like me. You know, Ooh. or people didn't love me the way I wanted them to love me. And I'm like, but I'm not giving them who I am. So they're loving this person that I'm creating, not really who I am. So I've spent the last three years just like, let me delve into my art. Let me delve into my work and do like, just figure that out. Like, what do I want? What is my type? Like what, you know, what will I actually allow and what will I not allow? What's acceptable and what's not? Take aside the people pleasing, take aside this idea of who we think we're supposed to be with. What do I want? And I don't know that I've come up with that answer, which is why I think I'm still single now, three years later. Um, <laughs> I was about to I'm ask you that question. That what, what are the three things that you want in your next partner? Mm. Um, mm. Understanding is number one, first of all. Um, like I said, you, I, just, I need you to understand me. And not in a way of just like, oh yeah, I get you, I feel you. Like, no, like, I, there's like on a soul level, I feel like you feel when you vibe with people and you feel when people get you, you can look at them and not even have to explain anything. Um, and I, I see that that's at the heart of most of my friendships and relationships is this element of, we just have an understanding that sometimes words don't need to be spoken and we just get each other. And that's so important. And I've had relationships where that doesn't exist. And I'm thinking like, oh, you know, it's fine. You know, I can just... I'll just communicate more and use words like, which is great and all, but like, there, there's just an element. There's something special about that. Okay. Um, so understanding is one. Let's see. Okay. I'm going to be uh, superficial. I'm just going to say tall. I was wondering if you're going to be real or if you're going to be like super. Oh, no, no, no. I'll, give you, I'll give you a little responses. bit of both. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Definitely tall. Okay, so understanding tall. Let's see. I'm feel. I feel like I'm making a really long wish list here. Um, That's two. That's only two things. <laughs> I know, but those are now. big things, girl. <laughs> okay. um, and let's see. Let's see. Someone who they. I think they have to have an understanding, or at least an appreciation for the arts. They don't have to be an artist, but they have okay. to to understand the value of art. Um, and I only say that because I've, I've dated people who don't. And while I get that, you know, art is not for everybody, but it's, it's such a basic human thing that we gravitate towards. Mm. I feel like if that element is missing, I, that's just something that's like a part of my being. So if you don't- Yeah, it's such an important part that, of who you are. Yeah, it's like, I just, I can't, and I can't explain art. How do you explain to a blind person how to see? You know, like you, I can't explain that to someone. Either they they understand its importance or they don't. I'm gonna challenge you to flesh those out. Other than the height one, that's easy. Flesh uh, out the that's other easy. two. Flesh out the other two, because the first one seems like it's like you you want someone where it's like a visceral connection, like an instance or like almost down to the chemical molecular level. But, but what is that? How do you, you know, put that in your Tinder profile? Or like, how do you go about finding a human being with those characteristics? Where do you Girl, when you them? find out, let me know. <laughs> That's why I'm asking you. Questions. That's why I'm asking um, these questions of other people because I ain't got the answer. I mean, 
um and see and for that I don't I don't even have like a a solid there's I don't think there's a formula to that that's kind of one of those things like even with friends like you meet you meet friends and there's kind of this moment where you're just like oh my god like I'm meant to know this person oh that's true I'll give you that I've met this person before like there's that kind of magical moment that happens between people that just kind of are on the same wavelength and and I'm not and I'm not saying that that love and you know that can't exist outside of that I think absolutely it does if you you know work hard enough um but just going back and looking at my life and my friendships and my relationships my most beneficial relationships are with people who I've had kind of that moment with Mm. so that's just kind of like a okay this is what's worked in the past so let me just put this on the vision board for uh, (laughs) you know for Bruce coming up in the future I don't know what his name is (laughs) <laughs> I'll say that's really Me. specific <laughs> I'm gonna play this at your wedding if you marry someone named Bruce that would be oh, just uh, like beautiful that would be, <laughs> that would be <laughs> well um thank you for actually I'm go- for once I'm gonna answer my own question oh yes 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 okay. this like never happens but I'm gonna do it I yes. the three things I'm looking for because mm. you know you gotta speak it into existence sometimes you're right Solid. tall I'm calling, I'm saying tall simply because as someone who's 5'11 and a plus size woman, I feel almost like physically insecure if they're shorter than me. And I almost feel like it project, if I'm not projecting onto them, I feel it coming from them that the guy feels some type of way about being with me if he's not taller than me or bigger than me. So it's like almost like a mutual, like it's best for both of us if he's in some way bigger than me. Uh, and saying that out loud it seems problematic so I'm gonna do some work on myself and think that through later um mm. <laughs> second thing is I want someone who is uh ambitious in whatever mm. that may be whatever that looks like um their career doesn't have to look like mine mm. I actually hope it doesn't but whatever they're passionate about I just hope that they are getting out of bed in the morning and and willing to really work at it just like yeah. a bomb ass work ethic is something that I really appreciate and then someone who's critical, someone who will ask me all these annoying questions that I ask other people and really like mm. um, constantly kind of make me sharper, iron sharpening iron kind of thing. Oh, see, that one scares me. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you said, as soon as you said critical, I had a, uh, something in my gut was like, oh, <laughs> really? Which, which is something that I think I need to unpack. Look at us. We got homework assignments after this episode. We have work to do. (laughs) Um, Just because, like, you think about, like, you know, if you're in a relationship with somebody and you want them. But see, this goes back to playing the idea of who you think they want. Because I, and I think in the past, like, in relationships, um, you know, someone's critical of something about you. The first, like, guttural response is to take offense to it. You know, like, (gasps) what? Uh, Hold up. No, mm. you know, like one of those. <laughs> yeah, no, as that's opposed true. to like really maybe sitting with it because sometimes, you know, people are critical and it comes from a place of loving. Um, yeah. Like a lot of times people are just critical for the sake of being critical with no kind of love or grace involved. And so I think maybe that's where the the disconnect is, is is not not misconstruing someone who's coming from a place of love being critical with people who are just haters. Um, yeah. And, and being able to recognize that. 
that's a very important, very good point mm. that I need to be more conscious of. Because, yeah, when I say critical, I just mean, I didn't even mean toward me. So you call me, call me out. I meant like critical of the world, like a critical eye mm. where they see things and they're like, what's the root cause? And like doing all this like analysis and asking deeper questions. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, if they're pointing that toward me, am I receptive? Am I going to be vulnerable enough to take it from a place mm. of love and use it as a method to grow? Or yeah. will it make me, you know, harden or withdraw within myself? Mm. don't know don't have the answer yet mm-hmm. girl i'm gonna put critical on my list too i'm gonna take that one i'm gonna, I'm gonna okay it. okay we good <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna go write in my journal after this i have a lot of feelings <laughs> yeah, no i'm yeah i'm unpacking that height weight thing i'm gonna mm. think that one through but um thank you again so for joining uh my show and for sharing your thoughts your perspective and and given this was like hella real i didn't mean for it to get this real (laughs) bro me either (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna re-listen to this like four times before i post it i know but um (laughs) for sure for sure (laughs) thank you again and i will talk to you soon all right cuz love you bye love you bye You've just heard the poem, Paeguan. It is featured in the forthcoming book, Durance, which will be available by the end of the year. If you're interested in more poetry or actually being a guest on the show, feel free to reach out to me via social media at LaFoots or via email at LaFootsPoetry at gmail.com. I hope you enjoyed what I say.